there's a new bar in town. Welcome to the Turnbuckle Arms, where the banter flows like wine and the topics are as fresh as an ice-cold pint. So pull up a chair, grab yourself a glass and welcome your hosts, The Brood! Hello and welcome back to the Turnbuckle Arms. Today, we will be talking about promos and I am your host, for the, this uh, very special episode, I am the Grizz, and with me for this venture once again is Lexi Helms. Hi. And the jolliest man in the room. Hello. <laughs> and so yes, as I said up top, we will be talking about promos today. Now, uh, the Webster Dictionary defines promo as well, it doesn't define as anything because it's not in there. So, um, the first question that we have to answer is, what is a promo? So, why don't we start with Lexi? What is a promo in professional wrestling to you? For me, it's any time a wrestler is addressing the audience via a microphone. So, it could be in ring, it could be in an interview, it could be in a vignette, it could be, to a degree... Um, a video they put on social media um but it has to be spoken for me that's the promo element of it they speak rather than write because anyone can do that really um so yeah that's what it is to me michael what what is it to you to me a pro a promo is to be honest quite a lot of these stuff that you've just mentioned i agree with um for me um it's you're promoting something so um you're promoting a match you're promoting something that's going on you're promoting an issue or you're raising an issue uh which we'll go into in a bit um but it's and then also it's something that sticks out so what people remember now i know a lot of people go that isn't how i see it but for me a promo is something that people remember um so yeah but other than that, I agree with everything that you said, Lexi. So, and back to you, Grizz, our uh, host. Pretty much, um, yeah. Like it's what I also kind of consider promos sometimes as it's like kind of like build ups to a match in terms of, but if it's like centered around one person, it's kind of a video package, but has like those awesome splices of, uh, you know, like actual promo work in it and all that. You know, it's just something to really give a kick. Like I've got. I've got an example of both an in-ring promo and a build-up. And then while uh, we were talking just before we came on, I remembered, you know, arguably the greatest promo, which I now have the transcript for. And I think that should be how we end the episode. Okay. But um, <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm forward to that. Yep. Well, what does, I'll, I'll do one of my, my first ones quickly and then we'll, we'll whip around. Okay. So, when you came to me came to me with this topic, uh, the first promo that I thought of, and this is a bit outside the box, um, was does anyone remember the infamous Salmon Jacket Mark Henry promo? Yes. Was that the retirement one? Mm-hmm. With John Cena on Raw. Yeah. 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 Where he came out and um, pretty much started to say he was retire- going to retire, and then John Cena started giving him the WWE title. I was like, it's like I appreciate that, but you know what? I would have, uh, I had to, I would have had to have earned that, and 
that that's not my play. So he came out, like actually had the crowd going for ages, and then he finished. John Cena came in, you know, they hugged, he raised uh, Mark Henry's arm and all that. Right for Mark Henry to turn around to give him the world's strongest slam and say, I got a lot left in the tank. Do you know what? That that was beautifully done because uh, unlike uh, other promos where you've got Edge retiring in the ring, um, Mark Henry absolutely sold that. So oh, yeah. that is that is a mint pick. And I, until sure. you've just said that, completely forgot about that. I'm pretty awesome. sure he had a tear in his eye as well. Yeah. Really, really like milked it for all it was worth. Yeah. <laughs> like introduced John Cena to the Hall of Pain. But then uh, the, the worst part the worst part of that promo was it ended and then realized that you had to have Mark Henry versus John Cena in a match for the WWE title. Which he ended up win- he did end up winning the belt though at some point. Yeah, I, I mean he beat Orton, which arguably was better yeah. <laughs> in my opinion. <laughs> Interesting. Interesting. I'm not saying anything. I mean, that was a that was a quick one. It's just it's more so like I, I don't remember the exact promo, but everybody remembers that promo partly because of the salmon jacket, to be honest, because everyone's like, look at this salmon jacket. Yeah. But it's a nice way to like kind of go back to it as well as like remember the salmon jacket promo, and everyone's like, oh my god, Mark Henry, yeah, and his fake retirement, and then boom, that's that's sometimes that's all you need. Yeah. What about um, you, Lexi, then? What's yours? What's your first one? Oh, my all-time favourite one isn't as traditional as Grizz's. It uh, started off an episode of Raw um, back in the late 90s. And Grizz probably won't have seen it just because of when he started watching wrestling and stuff. Um, it is... Um, Actually, I'll tell you who's in it. Um, it involves Shawn Michaels. It involves Triple H. Uh-huh. It involves China. Uh-huh. And it involves uh, staying up. Oh, oh nice. nice. Yes. <laughs> yes. For those of you that don't know, it's... Uh, Did you go for sleep? No. Why is that? Because I was... Oh, oh nice. I absolutely, do you know um, what? Absolutely love that. Yeah. I, do you know what? Right. For those of you that don't know, it's the uh, DX. It, I think it's something like addresses the state of the nation or something like that. Yes. Yeah. And they read from yeah. a um, letter. Presidential speech, aren't they? Yeah. So basically, they are referring that I was up all night bit relates to the Monica Lewinsky and Bill Clinton scandal. I did not sleep with that young intern. In fact, oh, up. oh nah, there you go. There that we go. Um, but for me, it's the absolute ballsiness of it because the backstory is um, the networks that were broadcasting Raw at the time sent a letter to Vince McMahon and basically said. You will not say these words. It was right on the cusp of the Attitude Era. So you will not say these words. You are not allowed to say this. You are not allowed to do that. You are not allowed to do the other. Triple H and Shawn Michaels, and I've got a feeling it's more Shawn Michaels than anything else, took that letter and just went, fuck you. I'm going to do it. And literally, Literally. if you can 
if I can get a link to it, and I'm really big on this, I'll post a, I'll get uh, Johnny Maud to post a link to it. But if you can get an uncensored version, it is hilarious because. Well, there is one. No, I will post it on our social media. Fabulous, thank you. Social media. Um, um, yeah. Because there is a bit where like it's a they start off and they go from the hours of seven to eight we will not use the words ass damn and hell and then they carry on and there's a bit later on and he's like you know they get more extreme in their swearing and there's a bit in the uncensored version which i probably won't be able to deliver as well as them too but triple h says uh sure michael says something and triple h goes Taps him, he's like, what's your fucking mouth? He's like, oh, shit, fuck me. <laughs> right, I've just had a quick look. There yeah. is a DX speech uncensored on video daily motion. Perfect. Fantastic. So I, I will post that on social media uh, uh, after this episode has gone out. Thank Perfect, you. Um, I mean, my life. If you want to know or if you want to get an insight to the background of the Attitude Era and what it was about, it is that promo. And I know a lot of people say, oh, the Attitude Era started with Austin. And it it did to a degree, but it needed mm-hmm. other ingredients. And that was it. It was DX being in your face. You know, Shawn Michaels said it best. You know, you make the rules and we will break them. And even now, if you watch Triple H, Triple H corpses so much during that. I think, and, I think China does as well, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah, to be fair. And I China was hard to break. Yeah. Um and for me, it's nice to see obviously looking back with hindsight like we do, it's really nice to see that genuine friendship that Shawn Michaels and Triple H has. Yeah. Um like kind of with it being in its infancy as well. They are like two naughty schoolboys um, that sit in the back of the class and giggle all the time and throw paper at the teacher or whatever. Um, so, yeah, that's mine. Um, whether it's a traditional promo, not too sure. Um, but I'm going to hand over to Grizz. Uh, oh, no, Jolly. To Jolly, I do apologise. Over to oh. Jolly. For his, uh, that's all it is. It's all right. You talk too much. He never (laughs) shuts up anyway. (laughs) So, um, as you said, there's quite a lot. We define promos, however you want to look at it. So for me, my first one has to be at King of the Ring 96. Uh, This gentleman had a bad gimmick to start with, uh, carried on with that gimmick through this event and was... Um, and had his now-named gimmick um, used during this event. Uh, I'm talking about Steve Austin, Stone Cold. Now, obviously, beforehand, uh, he was uh, the ringmaster. Um, He made gold out of anything he was given, Um, so you can't really be bad with him regarding what he was up to. Uh, so he was in the King of the Ring tournament and he uh, first of all faced off against Mark Merrow, which uh, ended up uh, cutting his lip, which is what you can see on his face now. So during the match, he hit the Stone Cold Stunner, um, which is where they said it's, it's, it's hit the Stunner. Um, 
after he won that match, he went to an emergency centre, not hospital, because we're not allowed to say hospitals in the WWE. Facility. Yeah. Uh, got it sewn up during the event and then came back to face St- uh, Jake Snake Roberts, who was doing his God um, gimmick at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, if Unfortunately, it, as it's been used, he's Bible bashing. Stone Cold beat him in four minutes 28 uh, because uh, Jake Snake Roberts was viciously attacked after the match against Vader, which he, he beat Vader. But Vader sold it and beat the crap out of him. Um, and as um, Michael Hayes was stood at the at the top waiting for him, Stone Cold walked up. And the infamous uh, Stone Cold um, promo was um, aired and heard for the first time. Um, if you haven't heard it, uh, I'm going to not do it any justice by saying this, but he basically said, you know, get that piece of crap out of my ring. Um, you talk about, you talk about uh, John Paul, 316. John 316. Well, Austin 316 says, I just whooped your ass. And at that point, nobody said anyone would sell anything. We've just black trunks. There's only two people in this world that have made money off of just wearing black trunks. That is Goldberg and Stone Cold Steve Austin. The following night, everyone, 90% of Raw, were wearing Austin 316 t-shirts. Now, they gambled on him with something that WCW didn't. And everyone, and obviously he came through from ECW cutting his promos and that. And clearly WC, uh, WWE or WWF at the time saw some of him. And because of giving him that and letting him have that promo, that is, in my mind, if he didn't do that, I don't think he would be as big as he is now. Um, people could sit there and say, nah, it'd have been big anyway. But how many people have we seen that have come to the roster or come to a different company and they've fallen, they've dropped the ball with them. So for me, that is one of my all-time favourites. Um, yeah, absolutely. I thought I was, I wasn't there, but I watched it live. That was at the time when you could watch it live on Sky Sports, and I absolutely lost my shit. I was, what's this is how old I am? I was 16, so I was in my teenage area, and yeah, and didn't miss it. And I've always loved him since then. So I'm going to pass it back over to Grizz because I'm stopped talking. <laughs> Well, um, you actually had a very interesting point there when you say that. Like, how many people have you seen that came in and dropped the ball? But there's also the same opposite effect of how many people did you really uh, think that weren't going to get over in WWE right up until they hit that infamous promo? And one of them, I know, uh, being one of the ones that you mentioned um, when we were kind of off mic, so hopefully I think that's the one you're going to bring up next regarding a mr punk but um another one of these um sort of people is daniel bryan now i actually now that i think about it there's two of them because the one i was going to mention was the the build-up to his match at wrestlemania with the um imagine dragons monster um 
uh, build-up package, but again, I would call that a kind of promo in a way. Uh, going into his WrestleMania match against Triple H, and which then took him to the main event of WrestleMania 30, where he became world champion. Um, so there was there was that one, but the the promo where he turned heel and became the new Daniel Bryan and brought out the infamous hemp WWE title belt. Which I thought, hands up, who thought it actually looked awesome. Oh, it was the greatest. I loved Absolutely. it so yeah. much. Yeah, don't get me wrong. However, I did question how they could handcraft every single replica and make it, you know, carbon neutral, just throwing it out there. Yeah, carbon neutral made in plastic. <laughs> exactly. Sorry, Grace, carry on. Good. And then just uh, just the, the part where he brings up, oh, this is made of hemp, and then everybody, all the weed heads just started cheering. <laughs> yeah, hemp, that's what weed is. Yay, drugs. Yeah. Um, so that's, uh, I mean, that's kind of it. Like, obviously, it's, it's two different eras of Daniel Bryan. Uh, two different eras, Daniel Bryan, two different gimmicks uh, from vastly different points in his career. Uh, and then it's just that kind of thing of uh, the way that sometimes just like build up packages, which again, I would kind of call promos in a way. Um, like, I mean, I, I do not like Imagine Dragons as a band, but goddamn, if every time I hear Monster when that comes on the radio, I just kind of start yesing quietly to myself. As a as a side note, sorry to jump in. If we're talking about promo packages, um, I've been watching quite a lot of Survivor Series uh, pay per views, mm-hmm. and this event made me get into this band, and it was the invasion angle at Survivor Series Lamad. to build up for the winner takes all, and it was puddle of mud control. Yes. That, that package, oh, oh. which now, because they've not got it, they if you listen to, if you watch it now, that, that song, quite a lot of the songs have now changed because they don't have the license for it anymore. Yeah. And obviously they don't want to pay out. But I had that on DVD. And yeah. that was the, that was quite a lot of the music that you see on promos. Um, I got into a uh, band through them, like Disturbed. Um, you had um, three, doors down, three Doors Down when they did the Eddie Guerrero tribute. That's a good show. Um, um, I, my brain's gone mush. Who did uh, Let the Bodies Hit the Floor? Drowning Pool. Thank you. And Drowning Pool. And all of those were used in a promo that, for me, stood out. Yeah. Uh, and obviously, a lot of times they used it on pay-per-views, but promos work really, really well as you've just said, with music. And a sh- quick shout-out to the uh, title versus title match where you had the two-man power trip, which was Triple H and Stone Cold versus uh, the Brothers of Destruction, The Undertaker and um, Kane. And the promos that they used in that, as you've just said, video packages, the promos that they used in that to cut together with music makes it, just amplify even more if you've got no music or if you've got the wrong music behind a promo it falls flat but some can reminisce with you and you can sit there and go i remember that i remember the music that they used for i think it was jeff hardy 
but they originally used it on a promo package with Stone Cold Steve Austin. Which it was, I think it was at the Unforgiven 2000. You know when the one where he was breaking, the uh, Stone Cold was starting to snap a little bit, um, and he looked a bit, he looked a bit crazy during the what thing. Right, um, it's not the it's not the same one I'm thinking of, but they used to do I these. Be wrong, but there's certain promos that work really well with certain music. But can again, I, that's a shout out. Sorry, can go I on. jump in? Yeah, go ahead. Um, and pick up that thread. Yeah. Um, every time I hear Creed, my sacrifice, mm-hmm. I cry. And for those of you that don't know why, I'm not too sure whether Grizz will have seen them. Um. They basically did a load of vignettes to that song, and it was about, um, I think it was about Stone Cold and the sacrifices that that wrestlers make, essentially. Another Triple um, H one. The Triple H's was U 2s Beautiful Day. Yeah. Right, because uh, I'm pretty sure the, the Stone Cold one was called Personality. Which I'm not a, sure. There's they, definitely one that uses Creed, My Sacrifice, and I yeah. cry every single time we'll because I don't know what it is. I don't know whether it was because of where I was in terms of developmentally or whatever. Like, I'm tearing up now. Like, yeah. that, for me, it is just hits something. It, yeah. it, it hits me in the feels, and yeah. I can't even tell you what feels it hits. Um. Another one is NXT using Ghost um, when oh, Shinsuke yeah. Nakamura when Shinsuke Nakamura was the champion. I was already into Ghost. I lost my shit when Shinsuke Nakamura started sharing stuff to do with Ghost. Um, the song is Square Hammer. It is absolutely fucking brilliant. It was Jeff Hardy that used my sacrifice. There you go. There you go. And then you talk, you're talking about um, stuff like that. Um, Fear Factory with Stone Cold quite a lot of the time. That because I love Stone Cold and I've actually got a tattoo of Stone Cold on my leg. Um, we need to see this. <laughs> I'll post Whip it. Weapon out. Weapon out. Weapon out. Weapon. I was uh, 17 when I had this done, <gasps> and it's off of a poster. Uh, that he posted out and it's actually off the back of his Austin 316 jersey with a skull with the eyes but when I had it done the guy said it looked good with flames around it so it actually looks like a stone cold slash ghost rider tattoo Ah. Uh, I will post it to you guys and then if you guys in the social media want to see it I will gladly post it however I will let you know that that was in 97 Oh. I don't go out in the sun, so my legs are pasty white. So what you're saying is you are due for a touch-up on that tattoo. Oh. There is so much I want on me. Steady on. We're talking tattoos, <laughs> lad. Yeah, like Chelsea Blackheart. <laughs> Wait, what? This is a different Wait, podcast. What? Let's go away. Go away from that. Go away from that. Abort, abort, abort. <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, that's a completely different thing. But yeah, that's how much I love Stone Cold. And I've got it on the same side leg that he's got his... Um, I purposely have it on the same side leg that he's got his uh, tattoo of um, Texas on. Yeah. To, to, yeah, absolutely. So, 
no i was yeah. going to go down a different tangent and no let's let's just stick to, <laughs> to are you think are you thinking about getting a batista belly button tattoo lexi no, no, because you're gonna get a tattoo of Batista's face on her face. No, that's. I was thinking, could I get away with like tribal or something? Not, and not. Thought, I've got a tribal tattoo on my arm, and I'm gonna get that covered. Uh, it's not something that works anymore. Or just really commit and just get the whole Roman Reigns thing. Oh no! I thought you could say get all of Batista. I thought you were going to say that. And I was going to be like, listen, mate, there's there's lines, right? There is lines. And as soon as that man is a, I love him, but that man is a walking advertisement as to why you never, ever, ever get anything to do with the person you love tattooed on you. Well, I think the Undertaker Married was... three times, divorced three times. He's got two tattoos dedicated to his ex-wives. Undertaker on his yeah. neck. Mm-hmm. There we go. Anyway. Anyway, that's okay. a different tandem. Soz Dave La. Yeah. I'll defend you to the earth, but fuck me. Yeah, come on. Um, all right then. Well, I'll go on to I'll go on to mine then. Okay. Uh, brought it up in the last one, Grizz. Uh, June twenty seventh, two thousand eleven. Uh, it was after a table match with um, I think either I think it was. Our truth. Um, thank you. Uh, the infamous pipe bomb by CM Punk. Um, I'm not going to go into it because, like the, like the, um, t- uh, t- like the Canadian screw job. Everyone knows about it. All I'm going to say is that it broke the fourth. It was the first time that I remember in a long time where it broke the fourth wall. Uh, the way he did it was fantastic. The way he talked about things um, like, you know, uh, people not liking him, people backstage, people cutting off his mic, the fact that uh, they don't promote him, the fact that they're all the fans are all cheering him and he turns on them because they're in the they're in the audience. They should be boycotting everything to do with WWE. Um, for a period of time, which led up to, which went up to the, led up to the uh, pipe bomb, uh, all his pri- promo work. There's only a couple of things that, uh, only a couple of times where I think it hasn't been as good, but um, I think the promo where that one, and then going off on that, we have the one with the Rock where he was punching God. That one, if you remember that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I'll I'll find for you, but yeah, it was something along the lines of like, oh, um, you don't have arms long enough to box with God or something along those lines. Yeah, anything. Uh, if you remember it in the comments, please say it in the comments. That's not a problem. Um, it's just something that's popped in my head, so I haven't got it to 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 uh in my hand. But uh, I remember seeing that and thinking, you know. Is this the first time uh, the pipe bomb? Is this the first time that WWE are actually addressing outside of their bubble? Because yeah. obviously we know of people that have come back into WWE and they've gone, hey, they've not done anything for six years. And it's like, hang on, they're on the other channel last week. 
So, yeah, like like when Sting came to WWE and it's like, we haven't seen Sting since 2001. It's like he's been wrestling for like eight years in TNA. Yeah, but it's just how it is. Um, so that's a short and sweet one. I'm not going to go in too much into it. If you want to know the full pipe bomb, go have a look for it on social media. On, on It's on YouTube. It's fully there. Um, it's one of the better ones that they didn't drop the ball with. Uh, they let him just go with it. Um, so yeah, so uh, I'll go back. I'll send it back to you, Grizz. Well, I mean, like again, like you, you really like brought up a lot there, but like the fact that this promo specifically what sparked like quite an interest back in wrestling for a while, like there was a lot of people that didn't watch wrestling anymore that were like uh, ESPN, oh, Fox yeah. News, all talked about some of that they don't talk about mm-hmm. which was wrestling and, and like I- tons of tons of fans that were like i remember wrestling back in the day and then like they heard about this promo and they watched it and then there was a period where uh a lot of people came back and started watching for cm punk and i think like uh that money in the bank show that uh, where he won the uh, the belt was one of the much more higher like sort of bought pay per views for that that reason. So you like, mean the one against uh, C- um, John Cena? Yeah, Chicago. Cause, yeah, because it wasn't long after that because that was that was the start of it. Was like uh, the kind of the crux of the promo was, oh yeah, I'm going to say this because you know what, my uh, contract is um, my contract is up soon, so I've decided that I don't care anymore. Yeah. So I'm going to name drop Ring of Honor and. Um, New Japan and hey Coke Cabana, how you doing? It's like oh, Coke Cabana is a wrestler that used to work here, and then now he doesn't work here. And you're not allowed to talk about people that don't work here anymore. And the yeah. fact that he turned around and went, oh, oh, so that that yeah. type of thing, I thought were genius. Yeah. yeah, I think I think for me, it's a shame that they didn't let it go on for longer. But obviously he was getting quite close to the bone with what he was saying. And obviously because he was starting to talk about make a wish or be a star, one or the other. And obviously to be a big on that. And yeah, you don't want to piss them off. No, 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 no. The thing you've got is that if you're going to tell somebody to go off script, then you've got to be. And then they say, look go with it then you can't have a go at someone for doing something that you've told them if they'd have said look go off script but don't bring up this 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 and this it'd have been different but the fact that they've said go for it yeah um i think would have the fact that they've said go for it was a lot better than them scripting him and saying you can only mention certain things sorry go on no, no, I was just about to say, like, it's a shame that they treated him the way that they did, because at the end of the day, they could have had somebody as megastar as Austin if they'd have just let him be himself. And that promo was, I'm still here. I'm still the same that I was on on the indies. Just let me have that chance. And... They sort of dangled the chance and went, okay, you can have it. And then went, no, no. Took it away if from you, them. If you take away the decade, it puts 
So I was thinking about this before. There are certain people that work better in certain decades. Okay. Think yeah. of the fiend in the eighties and the nineties. Okay. Yeah. Think of CM Punk at his best at round 2011. Think of him now in 2018. If say we've like they mentioned it on the Undertaker last ride show. Think of Taker at his best facing AJ Styles. Yeah. Which would have been 15 years ago for Taker because they've openly said there are certain people that would fit better in certain decades and uh, and their promo work would have worked. And I think Punk now would be incredible. Forget, forget how he's booked. Forget yeah. the dropping of the ball, you know, like with certain people haven't done well. Yeah. Like he would be amazing in uh, NXT. Yeah. Because it's the indie show. Yeah. Um, and I think that is it's a shame that if you could pick and time travel certain people, I think certain people would work really, really well. Yeah. Um, like Brock Lesnar would work really well in WCW in the late nineties. Um, Undertaker now. But Undertaker in the late 80s, but not, not or early 90s, but not having his debut, but already an established star like Hulk Hogan or uh, Ultimate Warrior and stuff like that. I think it's it's quite cool that certain people, how certain people would have been used promo side, certain yeah. things. Um, speaking of Undertaker, you've got Paul Bearer. Yeah. Uh, just as a shout out fantastic mouthpiece uh, yeah, yeah. apologies for jumping in but it was just while i remember because me and my brain goes all over the place it's just nuts <laughs> so i do apologize my love well um like say i suppose we'll uh, turn it turn it back on to you for your uh, your second promo oh right there's a couple and when i thought about this I realised that actually nothing from the sort of modern era has stuck with me in terms of promos. And yeah. I don't know whether it's because um, obviously we've got so many distractions now and, and wrestling might not get my full attention or whatever. Um, but for me, it's one that's really stuck with me. And it's one that made this particular wrestler... Um, stand out and I was ecstatic when they finally turned up in WWE or WWF as it was at the time um for me this was a real blurring of the lines and it's the Eddie Guerrero coffee promo yes so what a blast from the past what a promo so it's discussed in Eddie Guerrero's book if you ever get chance to read it please do um basically Eddie Guerrero is unhappy and it was sort of one of those storylines that was based a lot on truths but not if that makes sense and on an episode of Nitro Eddie Guerrero comes out he's got a suitcase dragging behind him he's got a cup of coffee and he gets in the ring and he basically tears apart um Eric Bischoff and Mm -hmm. backstage and you can see that he's unhappy 
you can see that part like that it's genuine but there's a part where you're like well how far is real and how far is not basically and the bit that really really sticks out with me is the line let me save you some time eric bischoff and he takes the lid off the coffee and he throws the coffee on himself and he says let me throw my coffee on me and then storms out and for a good sort of it might have been a month it might have been a bit longer I don't know because at the time I was I wasn't even in double digits when he cut that promo um you didn't see him well I would say was was that round about 97 98 yeah and Eddie Guerrero has got a cracking mullet I've just got to put it out there so like normally he has a mullet and it's kept quite short it's like as long as my hair is Um, are doing very well getting that over now aren't they yeah (laughs) um but like it it all like if you read the book as well it all centers around the fact that eddie guerrero wanted he was paired with chavo at the time which makes sense because of the lineage and the family tie and everything but what eddie guerrero wanted was he wanted his own shirt and he wanted a specific slogan on it. I can't remember what it is off the top of my head. And Eric Bischoff flat out, flat outly turned around and said, no, that's not going to happen, and threw coffee. And that's where the let me save you some time, Eric Bischoff. Mm-hmm. And there. And for me, that just summed up the entire frustration that I had with WCW at the time. Um, and it was so full of emotion and part of me was like oh no this is this can't be real and then there was that part of me that was like oh my god is it is it really this bad oh my god like not really knowing what to make of it and then of course he was kept off tv for a while which was a genius move and that was it you know um i'm not gonna sit here and discuss what happened afterwards because i don't think it went the way that eddie guerrero would have wanted it but the fact that he was kept off tv for so long the fact that he very very clearly had some frustrations and he blurred that line fantastically um you know he talked about how the cruiserweights were the backbone of the company and stuff like that it you could really tell that this was something he cared about so when he came back i really really did appreciate him and then of course a couple of years later he shows up as part of the radicals and i was like whoa you know they're here oh my god this is great and then you know the story obviously so that made me sit up and take notice of eddie guerrero um on a on a side note, I'm not too sure whether this counts as a promo, but there's a match and I will find it and I will let everyone know. But Dusty Rhodes is commentating and Tony Schiavone, I think, Skiavone asks him, uh, what would you be thinking if you were Eddie Guerrero? And um, Dusty replies with, well, I don't know. I would, If I was uh, Eddie Guerrero, I'd be thinking I'd uh, lost a hell of a lot of weight there, brother. And for <laughs> me, I had exactly the same <laughs> reaction as Chris. I absolutely, forgot that. 
wet myself. Completely wet genuinely it's it's on the eddie guerrero tribute dvd i'm sure it is um i will find it but it's you just don't pay attention to the match after that so mm-hmm. i don't know whether that counts as a promo but that's a sneaky little nice work dusty roads thank yeah. you very much forever well, in my heart kind of thing as we, um, as we said a promo to a promo can be anything to anybody Everyone yeah. has their own opinion. So if you don't agree with certain things of, pro- of how people say promos, then well, that's your sure. own opinion. But certain. <laughs> <laughs> as, it, as, the, as it started kicking in yet, Grizz? That's where far. Oh. oh, yeah. <laughs> if you're on screen, if you're not on screen, you can see his little rosy cheeks now. Great. So, so yeah, that's, that's a good shout. Is that? I, I enjoyed that. I like that one. Excellent. I mean, like, see, see, the thing is, like, I'm admittedly not a massive Dusty Rhodes fan. Obviously, I think it's it was before my time, so kind of when I seen him, uh, all I seen was this fat, ugly guy that just kind of, well, he is ugly. Yeah. <laughs> look, at, look at look at that forehead. Look at the hamburger meat. Um, and then like I just like he just kind of was this weird rambly person. I was like, wait, people used to like this guy, and then but like. Kind of like little things like that. It was very quick off the cuff and a couple of his like promos back in the day. Like I think he was just yeah. kind of a person that just didn't hit for my generation. The problem you've got with um, Rhodes is that some people um, will only remember him from his NWA promo. You know, the son of a pl- the, the plumber type thing. Uh, is that the, the Pork and Beans promo or is that a different yeah. one? No, yeah, the Pork and Beans. A lot of people remember him um, a certain way. Uh, a lot of people in the industry remember him as somewhat different. But obviously, unless you're in that industry, mm-hmm. you don't see exactly how he is. I mean, um, the whole thing that, uh, on a side note, forget forget promos, but if we're going to quickly talk about him, he came over, did you know that he, uh, you know, his outfit in the, Black and per- pink polka dots, uh, yellow polka dots. Do you remember? You know how that came about? Wasn't it? To, uh, uh, like wasn't this. it Vince McMahon wanted to take away something from him, and he actually yeah. made it work? Yeah, exact, exactly. Yeah. What I was going to say. So basically, one of them. They bought him, but because he was part of NWA, he wanted to make an example of him, which unfortunately Vince, at times, is a bit of a dick for doing that. Um, running someone into the ground, um, and and with the music and with um, and with the um, oh the valet the valet yeah, yeah. and uh, Dusty being Dusty made it work yeah and it wound up being so much that he wanted to bury this somebody but the guy made it work to his advantage and. I love him a bit for that, you know. Yeah. I'm not gonna let some dick, whoever it is, run me into the ground. People know me in yeah. America, and at that point, yeah. it was everyone m- knew who certain people were. So even if it wasn't Ed in America, and it was just a house show, people would chant for him and sh- and, and give him love because it's not as if WWE is the only company. They would have known him. So yeah, that uh, that's a side note, but uh, I didn't know if people would know that. But yeah, nice I'm one. I'm picking up that thread as well. One of my favourite promos is the hard times one. 
um and if you haven't heard it it's basically dusty Rhodes talks about the hard times in the economy um and people were being replaced by machines and stuff like that um and it's fantastic and that's testament to the bloke everything that we've just turned around and said is testament to dusty Rhodes. um it, 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 it integrated with everyone it wasn't yeah. a i'm a businessman and this is it it's a i'm a guy just like you yeah. who looks like this but i'm making it work yeah and i'm doing something about it and and the fact that he comes across and says look I'm just your average Joe. Yeah, he's I, a common man. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Steam song yeah. said so. Yeah. And the fact that that reminisced, not reminisced, that um, everyone knew and could yeah. um, understand everything that he said and just associate with him and say, hang on, I could be in that place. Yeah. I could be in his spot. Just forget, forget his background, but the way that he spoke just hit so many people because at that point you had the Ric Flair which was basically the million dollar man of NWA you know I've got the money I've got the hair I've got the gold I've got the looks I've got the clothes I've got and he's obviously if you're going to on about about promos you've got his limousine riding jet flying wheeling dealing exactly and and it all stemmed Again, it's that whole thing of that don't I don't think would work now, but the fact that it hit and he was yeah. so hated in the seventies in NWA, it yeah. so hated that it, everyone loved to hate him. And I think as well, I think for me that's one of the things that's lost about modern wrestling. A lot yeah. of people can't it's either that they can't or they don't take the time to learn the value of a promo and yeah you know i mean this is with no disrespect to to anyone you know going out there and doing your thing is difficult as is but for me you either need a mouthpiece like you said before with your paul bearer or you need to be able to walk the walk and talk the talk yeah and that's one thing that really does feel like a void in wrestling as a whole um and i'm not talking about your 20 minute start of raw the authority coming out and dominating i'm not talking about that i'm talking about actually getting to know a character and you know i will cheer for rick flair until my last breath no matter whether he's heel or face out of absolute respect for that man Uh but if I yeah you talk about a wrestler that's been through the ringer of life yeah you know but that's because I've connected with him and he's earned my respect with no disrespect to him and I'm I'm very glad that everything's going positively Uh Roman Reigns no Roman Reigns doesn't have my respect because at every possible moment he's either messed up or it's been thrown in my face. This guy's related to The Rock. This guy's related to this. This guy's related to this. this. I don't need to know that. And I haven't connected with him emotionally. And I think that's my issue. I think putting him with Paul Heyman is a genius move. 
I really, really do. Hats off to Paul Heyman, by the way. Hats off as well. Yeah. Yeah. Because Paul Heyman is, again, one of the best mouthpieces, I will go out there and say, ever. He can do commentary. He can cut promos. He can put, cut promos for other people. He can promote things. He can he can write story. Like, he can do everything. He's an everyman of, of wrestling. But at the moment, I've still yet to connect with Roman Reigns yeah. on a emotional level and for me that's what's missing that's what i need to be able to go i really like that guy or i don't like that guy at all or do you know what i mean yeah for so me are you, say, are you saying that you're still not in a roman reigns right now i'm warming to him yeah but it hasn't fully clicked okay it's getting there yeah for oh. me, I'm, I'm saying I'm, I enjoy what he's doing. Yeah. But he's there's there's something missing, and I can't yeah. put my finger on it. So I, I enjoy what what they're doing with him. Yeah. The example that I'll use for me on NXT, and I know what he's been accused of in real life is deplorable or whatever. I don't condone it, but for me, the Velveteen Dream. I went, he's interesting. He can yeah. cut promos. Okay. I wasn't clicking with him. Then he had that match with Alistair Black at TakeOver. Mm-hmm. And I got it. Yeah. And I don't know whether it's because, going back to Roman Reigns, I don't know whether it's because he's had that opponent that he just clicks with and just gets on with it and has a great match. I don't know. But the promo aspect of it is quite a big thing especially especially because when you look back at him when he first came into the shield all right he he wasn't the world's greatest promo cutter for lack of a better term but at least he could still do it and I don't know whether he's lost his confidence I don't know whether WWE have just gone look you look great just stand there and be silent don't worry about it I don't know what it is and I think he needs that velveteen moment where I go yeah. almost as, almost as in a reigniting the fire for you yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, I think I, I agree with you. I think you're right on that I think he's he's what he's doing now um I enjoy I mean as we're recording this uh he's just had his match with Drew McIntyre at Survivor Series um I thought the way that that ended was the right way that it needed to end. Keeps them both strong. Um, The promo work that he's doing at the moment with the head of the table, with the Usos, is getting there for me. But it's all, I don't know if it's, he's trying too hard or they've said they're basically not giving him enough because if you watch some of his promos, the length of time he's taken between speaking, you might as well just, and then you've got Paul Heyman that stood there saying nothing. You might as well just say, right, Paul Heyman is saying to him, look, while he stood there, so you can have him like how I'm looking at you two, and just say, I'm his mouthpiece. So he's not happy with you. Do as you're told, or you're going to get your ass kicked. And Roman Reigns just stands there, 
and just looks and doesn't say a thing. A bit like how Bovera did with Taker. Yeah. Roman Reigns doesn't need to say a word. But yeah. Paul Heyman there. Paul Heyman needs to be used. Do not he have to be there and not say a word or just go, yeah, he's right. That yeah. that's not what Paul Heyman's role is. It's 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 the equivalent of having Michael Cole on commentary and not speaking. It yeah. it makes no sense. If you're gonna have somebody there who is yeah. good at their job, let them do their job. Yeah. So almost say he's the tribal chief. He doesn't need to speak to you. I'll yeah. speak to you on his behalf because yeah. he's torn my ass off and I'm now gonna tear your ass off. Yeah. Or like almost. um when they were on um when anybody was on commentary with uh, Mauro Ronello and NXT. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Good point. So, I was yeah, so that, that, was, that was a dig at him because I didn't think. I mean, was Woods he a good commentator? Yes. Right. But he, he did talk far too much. Mm. Um, I loved Maro, so I'll sit on that side of the camp. Um, yeah. I'm not, I'm not. I'm not expecting everybody to uh, <laughs> to agree with me, but like he's like everyone, isn't he? There yeah. are points where you go, he's he's be, he's he was good to connect with people. Yeah, that thing. But yeah. then they there's that point, like if you want to call it in Family Guy, where they do a joke, and then there's a point where you go, that should have ended. It shouldn't have carried on. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and everyone's guilty of it, and yeah. a lot of people aren't given the time that they're allowed. Yeah. Um. And it's it's just how it is. It's just how they've been given. So, yeah, but yeah that's um, good. Is that? Just picking up from that, I think they need to go all in, if you excuse the pun, with Paul Heyman yeah. um, being Roman's mouthpiece, exactly yeah. like he was with Brock Lesnar, my client, the tribal chief, you know, the big dog, whatever he's called, whatever he's going by now let him just run and that way it reduces Roman's screen time for a start because he doesn't always have to be there which means that when he does show up it's got a bigger impact and sometimes less is more yeah you know you think about some of the most talented individuals in the ring can they cut promos and, and make you experience that aspect and that connection I mean, for me, I'm going to put my hand up and say it's hard to do stuff live. I've, oh, God, yeah. I've, I've, had, I've had the opportunity to do this with you guys. There's been times when we've had to recut. There's been times where I've had to be in the ring and do ring announcing. I've had to do live commentary. And yeah. I will heartily put my hand up and say it is not the easiest thing to do. Oh, the, yeah. the pressure? Once you, once you get that stride, it's it's re- especially if you've got a group of people or if you've got someone to play off it yeah. is really really good and and it makes you feel at ease and you can just talk and be yourself and the next minute you go oh that's it done yeah. i'm all done with but there are certain people and i agree with it and as i said the reason why i'm bringing this up is i am not a wrestler i am not got the body for it because my body's shot to buggery due to rugby I'm I've not got the ability. If I could, I would. I would try. But there are certain people that can speak but can't wrestle. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. And then there are certain people that can wrestle but can't speak. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there are certain people that need to need to uh, if they're going to push them more and more, they need to be able to give that time and give them a promo or, or when they're backstage instead of them talking backstage and getting jumped on or talking about something that's meaningless. There, there was a point I don't know if they still do it. But there was a point at the uh, they brought it up at the performance center where they purposely have a section where you can talk and do your promos. And I think that, as much as a lot of people poo-poo WWE, I think that is something that I'll ha- happily say that is a good thing to have put in place. If you're going to make new stars or if you're going to improve people, you need yeah. them to be able to do commentary if they uh, talk in front of the camera, especially if they're going to go down the social media route as well, because it helps yeah. the social media route. It helps people connect with people and it helps people invest. The worst thing I have at the moment is forwarding through people promoing or on com- uh, uh, talking because I'm not, in- as you've just said, I am not invested. There yeah. are people i will rewind and go oh i want to listen to this but if certain people are on because of how they've been i don't care if if they're on common if they're on commentary or if they're talking in a promo or if they're backstage i will forward it because i'm not invested because the company is not invested in them Uh, and that is a bad thing now for me uh that i'm going to mention three things and then that's my me done for the night uh, (laughs) podcast one is Chris Jericho, any Chris Jericho promo, but the one that absolutely made me fall in love with him is his WCW list when he was talking about the whole thing when he had his feud with Dean Malenko. Yeah. Uh, his armbar, another armbar. Arm drag. Arm drag, exactly. Covered family gridanza. Yeah, absolutely. My second one... Um, He's my main one, but then I'm going to say another one afterwards. Is the heel turn from Hulk Hogan at Bash of the Beach when the uh, infamous NWO speech started. Now, at this point, Hulk Hogan has never been heel. Even when, before he started in WWE, or WWF at the time, um, he was just a guy. He wasn't portrayed as Hulk Hogan. He wasn't portrayed as anything. He was just a guy who wrestled. And then he did that turn, and I think it need he needed that. If he didn't do that, I don't think he would be where he is now. Forget his whole WCW run, you know, the whole booking and that. For, forget how how WCW got run. But if it weren't for that turn, I don't think WCW would have got the boost that they got. 100%. And the Monday Night Wars wouldn't have become something as infamous as it is. Yeah. And... My last one, and it's a big shout out, he's recently come back on AEW uh, last year, and that is, I love him a bit, Snake Roberts. Yes. Yeah. His promo work, no matter, even if he says one word or he's 20 minutes on a microphone, yeah, doesn't matter. Anyone you speak to will give uh, praise to his promo work. AEW, WWE, any indie work, anybody that wants to be a heel, if you do not look at his work, 
and the way he delivers stuff, then you are not doing it right. He also... is one of the all-time best promo works for saying as little or as much as he needs to, mm-hmm. yeah. he can still do it. But then the then the way that he also cuts his promos with the, you know, I'm going to speak really low, going to make you really lean in to the TV so that you're listening to every word that I'm saying. I am going to take you out and I'm yep. going to drop you with a DDT. Yeah. Absolutely. He doesn't have to shout or scream or raise his voice or anything like that. The way that he lowers the voice and he almost sort of whispers makes you want to listen to him. Um, And I think that's important. I think, I'll be honest with you, that's one of the shouts of this episode, I've got to be honest. Mm -hmm. But also as well, it's one of the things that's missing. You know, you sometimes you don't need to be, I'm going to go there and I'm going to kick your ass and then I'm going to take this. No, go for that more sinister side of, I'm going to hurt you. I'm not just going to kick your ass. I'm going to hurt you. And then I'm going to take what you love away. And the way I do it is going to be slow and methodical like this promo. Um, but forget, yeah, that was for, a shout. Forget his running WWE, the fact that he never won a belt. I mean, that's another episode that, you know, yeah. champions that never won a belt. Yeah. But I think I think we've got a couple episodes of this chatter that we have here. I'll quickly run that past you <laughs> afterwards, but yeah, he was one of the first people I remember uh, watching and going, "Wow!" And even even as a youngster watching that in the UK, we didn't get Sky Sports until eighty nine ninety. So yeah. I didn't start watching wrestling until I watched it younger because obviously you got your videos and stuff like that. Um, but, but as soon as we could start watching. Uh, Saturday night um, main event uh, and then the introduction of Raw and then and stuff like that. Um, yeah. Me personally, I thought uh, Jada Snake Roberts uh, was and still is one of the best promo guys, especially the promo he did against Cody when he came back. Yeah. Um, oh my God, yes. Was, you know, the Caesar one. I just thought was just genius. Yeah, the, the the part where he's like, oh, I never turn my back on people I respect. And then he turns around and turns his back on Cody. And I was the, just like... The oh. only thing that made a downer on that was he should have come through the crowd and not down the ring with his entrance. He should have just come, you know, he should have just come in climbed over the barrier all being let through and just said, I want a microphone and then cut the promo. It shouldn't have been a, oh, Jip Snake Roberts, he's coming down the ring. What's he want? There's a way of doing it. Yeah. But that aside, absolutely love him and I love him now. I'm just, fingers crossed, I hope um, he gets the health and treatment that he's needing at the moment. Uh which it does um, look like he's getting because he looks uh, he looks fucking great these days, which well, is something well, we couldn't say about him a couple of years ago. Unless you don't know, smoking that amount of cigarettes over the years has now got to the point where uh, he can't, he, which is why he's not on the microphone as much. He mm. can't speak 
for longer than 20, 30 seconds without uh, breathing apparatus. Yeah. I had no idea. Yeah, and AEW have um, turned around and said, we will give you all the help, we will pay for all the help, and give you all the help we can to get it sorted. It's it's something that they can't cure because it's now, it's not cancer, Yeah. But it's something that has gone so far, far past that uh, they can help reduce the, the, the problems, um, which is why he speaks as he does. Um, it's part of not just his promo work, it's part of his health with his lungs and his throat. Um, but it's it's the whole thing of him smoking and what he's done in the past has now caught up to him uh, because, unfortunately, everyone thought he'd be dead by now. Yeah. Um, um, just picking up on that thread, it's not exactly a promo, but I just want to throw out a recommendation if you haven't seen it. On Netflix, I think it is The Resurrection of Jake the Snake. It's a documentary, and I have witnessed grown men cry whilst watching it. I cried. I, I will gladly hold my hand up and yeah. say I watched that, and I was in tears. Yeah. Because um, of the love for him. Yeah. Um, I don't want to go into it too much, but it's basically a man that is in desperate need of help that gets it and finds the way to redemption and and basically goes through all the stuff that he has to go through and it's a very different Jake the Snake to the Jake the Snake that you see in Beyond the Mat. Yeah. Um it's a very very different one and if you if you get the chance please just go and look it up because it is absolutely it's a must watch for any wrestling fan but there we go. Hand, hand on heart if it wasn't for the documentary makers, I don't think he'd be alive today. Because yeah. if it wasn't for him, DDP wouldn't have got involved. Yeah. And if it wasn't for DDP, Jake wouldn't be where he is now. And DDP still goes around to his place or still invites him over for yeah. stuff and does and, and treatment and stuff. But that's again, that's DDP and the the and, and all that is a different thing uh, to talk about. But I yeah. I hand on heart completely agree with you whether i was a wrestling fan or not um that yeah. brought me to tears because it was seeing somebody to the point where this could be his last day come yeah. to come back now uh yeah. and be on main tv in front of people that never even knew him yeah and now they're going to be looking up his matches yeah and oh, jesus this guy was good yeah the fact that he could sell a move that everyone uses so differently mm-hmm. that yeah. he made a point of saying this is the most protected move. Nobody kicked out of that move ever. Yeah. yeah. Um, nobody did. Just for clarity, we're talking about a DDT. Yeah. Thought it was important to point that One out. One of the most yeah. basic moves in wrestling these days. Yeah, don't get me wrong. Kicked out of it. No. Um. But anyway. So, right. Chris, have you got one last one? I do, and um, as I say, I have the transcript for it, and I'm going to read out the transcript, and then um, after that, why don't we uh, why don't we ring the bell just now? Ding, ding, ding! This is last orders, folks. Your last chance at the bar of the evening, and <clears throat> we will leave you on this. We will say our goodbyes after this, and then we are shut for the night. <clears throat> you know. They say that all men are created equal. But you look at me, and you look at Smojo, 
And you can see that statement is not true. See, normally, if you go one-on-one with another wrestler, you've got a 50-50% chance of winning. But I'm a jittering freak. <laughs> and I'm not normal. So you got a 25% at best chance of being me. And then you add Kurt Angle into the mix. Your chances of winning drastically go down. See, the three-way sacrifice, you got a 33 and one-third chance of winning. But I... I got a 66 and two-thirds chance of winning because Kurt Angle knows he can't beat me. And he's not even going to try. So, Smojo, you take your 33 and third chance minus my 25% chance, and you got an eight and a third chance of winning at sacrifice. But then you take my 75% chance of winning, and if we was to go one-on-one, then you had 66 and two-thirds, I got 141 and two-thirds chance of winning at sacrifice. Say, Joe, the numbers don't lie. And they spell trouble for you. And sacrifice. Sacrifice 2008. Oh, my God. And Petey Williams is creasing himself. (laughs) Oh, my God. I completely forgot that one. Can I just point out on that, that there's a, it's not, it doesn't even qualify as a promo, but he's in a match. um, And he basically hits someone and says, do you want a cheeseburger, fat ass? And then goes, well, well, I ain't got none. And hits him. Oh, that, do you know what, Grace? Stop I'm so glad you kept that man. quiet. Because I've just, I've just, I've just creased. Oh, that was beautiful. Like, that was, that was either going to go incredibly well once you're dead, or both of yours are like, I have no idea what you're talking about. I don't I think, think so, I don't really. think it needed you to try and do a Scott Steiner voice oh, it did. <laughs> but, but i'm glad you said that because oh my scott steiner as soon as he started being on his own in wcw his promos were a train wreck and they were he just awful the next incarnation of the ultimate warrior yeah yeah, yeah. But can I just say, life lesson 2020 has been really, really hard for every single one of us. I need you to walk into the future with the same confidence as Scott Steiner cut that promo and used maths. All right. Because if he can do it on national worldwide TV, you can get through anything. And make it convincing. Exactly. You've got career after that. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. If if that creased you, made you cringe, whatever, then please say below because me, if you if you're watching it on YouTube, you've just seen us crease. If you can't see us on YouTube, me and Lexi have just lost it. Um, That's why I tried I, not I, to I look at you so hard to keep going. I tried so hard. To, I don't laugh out loud on screen because. I don't like me on screen, uh, but I la- I laughed so much inside that I held it back. Um, yeah. I probably sounded like Mutley, so I do apologise. Well, I sound like Mutley. If I laugh, I go <laughs> like that. And I, I, I had to hold it back. That Do you know what? You tonight on this podcast, Grizz, hands down, have won. You've won the one. You've won it for me. Well done, lad. Well done. That was there is, but again, as we've said, um, there are so many more promos out there. 
your take on a promo, how you view a promo. There is, you can say whatever you want. You can describe how you want it. It doesn't matter. A promo to you is to you. If somebody disagrees, then well, that's everything. That's their, no, no, Grace. Everyone has their own opinion. You have your own opinion. You have your own opinion on John Cena. Some people like him, but yeah, and then you know what? They can tell me to go fuck myself. People so, probably enjoy that. That's weird. So from the Turnbuckle Arms, we are gonna uh, clean up. We are gonna close the doors and we are gonna get some taxis home because yeah. uh, it's been a long day for us at the Turnbuckle Arms. Yeah, it's uh, the saddest, especially saddest during, point at the Especially during the lockdown at the moment, there's just been the three of us doing a, a 12-hour shift. So yeah. so yeah. I'd like to jump in and just say uh, thank you to Lexi. Thank you. Thank you to our host tonight, Grizz. I've been Jolly the Bear. You can find us on social media, as ever, on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Uh, you can always, uh, you can find us on all uh types of podcasts uh, wherever you get your podcasts from uh, you can find us on youtube and yeah thank you for listening to this um it's been enjoyable doing it um we are quite relatively new we've only been together for a, a fair about five five six months we do a monthly podcast which you can find every month and we are starting to do something new which is some some new content so we're getting a bit more out there Again, like a swift half where we do a little bit more. We do the shots where we might just do a five, ten minute piece on, you know, your favourite wrestler or favourite whatever, or just talk about who you want. Um, don't forget, you can hit us up on all the social medias uh, with your comments of, again, your favourite promos, what you think is a promo. Uh, get involved. The yeah. Turnbook Lounge is open to everyone to have a drink, a conversation. Um, don't be afraid to uh, be involved. All we ask is that everyone has their own opinion. Um, don't poo opinions. Don't be a dick. Um, we act are... like your nan's here. Make Thanks. her proud. Share what you want. Do what you want. Say what you want. Share uh, your favourite music from wrestling. Whatever. It doesn't matter. We are a community family. And that is what the Turnbuckle Arms is. So... Join us, share it with people. Think, as, as Lexi said, think of it as how you would talk to a non-wrestler to invite them. Uh, if you've got your own podcast and you listen to this, share it. Share it on our pages. Ask us to share it. It doesn't matter. We are a community to love wrestling. That is what we are. If you want to talk to us, we're on Turnbuck, uh, via email. Uh, go to turnbucklearms at gmail.com. Send us a topic. We'll talk about it. We might have a, it might be down the line, but we'll put it on a list. It's not an mm-hmm. issue. But ultimately, enjoy wrestling. Can't wait till 2021 starts up. If it's been played afterwards, then go enjoy wrestling. If this is still 2020 and you listen to it, go support your wrestling. Go support what's coming up next. Go to your local events that are coming. Because ultimately, if you don't get your support, they're not going to survive. And that's and it. Stay and that's safe. It. Don't safe. be a dick. Wear a mask. Absolutely. Much Absolutely. love. Absolutely. Yeah, much love. Um, yeah, okay. so, like, 
let's just uh, piggyback on what uh, Meg said. Uh, we kind of said this in one of the uh, the, the previous uh, Swift tasks that we've done, but again, this is a whole thing of like share your content. Like, what uh, what do you perceive to be your favorite promo? Send it to us, and you know what, we may get back together um, a couple of months down the load, the, the load, the road, and um, we we could do a you know a Career. listener special on. Yeah. Uh, what, like so we will uh send us promos uh send us matches send us whatever like send us whatever you feel like and go this is why i love wrestling even if you just want to send your promos via social media and go hey check out this Mm. somebody might not have known of it we might have missed it it doesn't matter even if 50 people share the same promo it means you all have a love of something it doesn't matter if someone shares the same promo as the pipe bomb or the Scott Steiner, or Eddie Guerrero, or anything. It just means that you have got somebody else out there that loves the same thing as you. Don't be afraid. Be be open to, to sharing stuff. But, as we've all said, we ask for a couple of things. One, don't be a dick. And two, respect other people. Okay? And that way, you are more than welcome to join the Turnbull Clams for as long as you want. The bar will be open. You can get your favourite snack and you can just talk to people that share the love that we do. Okay? And that's all we have. So from everyone here at the Tumble Clams, we're going to clean up and go to bed. All right? Could tell people about how much my boobs hurt. Now I could tell people about how much my boobs hurt. Now I could tell people about how much my boobs hurt.